from the banks of the Yiger River to the mountains of Boshem, beside homestead hearths, around travelers' campfires, on the streets of cities great and small, her stories are told. Destroyer of demons, swindler of spirits, former prefect of the celestial city, 10,000 voices telling 10,000 tales. Hear them now as they tell the tales of Frost Cricket. Frost Cricket and the Queen of Cats. I was told that once, long before the Celestial City fell, the Queen of Cats struck a bargain with the lawgivers of the heavenly bureaucracy. In return for allowing the domestication of some of her subjects, she would be free to hunt one creature of her choosing, mortal, beast, or god, without repercussion. This time of year is called the Fortnight of Desire by the field workers, for they finally have time to act on the lusty looks they've been giving each other during their long days of planting. If only they knew that while they had their pleasure, someone else was meeting their end at the terrifying claws of the Queen of Cats. It just so happened that one fateful year during the Fortnight of Desire, Frost Cricket, former prefect of the Celestial City and questing wanderer, was crossing a narrow bridge over the Yiga River. She had nearly reached the end of the bridge when a crazed man came barreling down the path ahead. He was at least thrice Frost Cricket's size, and his skin shimmered like stars. In his frenzied dash, he was poised to knock Frost Cricket off the bridge and into the swift rapids below. Frost Cricket swung her brass rod and struck the man hard on the forehead. He was unprepared for the strength in her blow, and it knocked him unconscious. But then, hot on the man's heels, came a host of cats. Before Frost Cricket paraded tough-cheeked bobcats, grinning calico tabbies, night-black panthers and more, all twitching their hindquarters and licking their chops. When they saw what Frost Cricket had done, they spat and hissed in despair. Stupid old woman! Snarled the lion, with scars on his haunches. You knocked out the queen's prey! Yeah, well, he would have killed me, Frost Cricket said. The queen doesn't need excuses, crone, said a ruddy fox cat. You better beg for forgiveness. Frost Cricket laughed, <laughs> for she had told many a foe. You'll see me in the ground before you see me beg. This was not well received by the cats, who spit and yawled at her. Frost Cricket readied for a fight, but a proud voice rang out. Out of the underbrush stepped the queen of cats. Frost Cricket was struck by her intoxicating appearance. Her size dwarfed even the great lions and tigers of her retinue, and her fur was a silken black, highlighted with blue where the light danced upon it. Her teeth were the size of fingers, and her tongue could scrape the bark off a tree. Her eyes, each as big as a lantern, were a deep and eldritch green, and Frost Cricket worried that if she looked into them too long, she would never look away. Oh, hey, it's Frost Cricket, said the queen. Cool. I heard you were out looking for enlightenment or whatever. How's that going? 
Greetings, your highness, said Frost Cricket. I must seek your pardon. Your retainers inform me that I've ruined your sport. The cats growled, but one flashing look from the queen silenced them. Don't worry about them. They're a little too extra sometimes, said the queen. But yeah, this is like a big event for me. Every year after sowing, but before harvest, they let me pick anyone, even if they're a god or whatever, and hunt them. It's pretty great. This guy is made of stars or something, and I thought hunting him would be a lot of fun. But you totally knocked him unconscious, and that kind of just ruins the challenge? Hmm. That is unfortunate, said Frost Cricket. If there's any way I can repay you, your majesty, please tell me. The queen's jewel-like eyes grew sad then. Yeah, this is gonna suck, because you seem cool. But now I have to hunt you instead. And I have a perfect record, and I don't want to mess that up. So you're gonna die for sure. I'm, like, super sorry about that, though. Frost Cricket did not hear the queen's apology, because she had already dashed off down the road, knowing every meter she put between herself and the cats might save her life. The cats let out a tremendous yowl as they gave chase. They followed the elderly prefect down the road, gaining ground with every step. Frost Cricket's iron-shod boots left heavy footprints, a clear trail for the cats to follow. She knew she couldn't hide from them. They could spot her shape in blackest night and catch her scent in a garbage pit. She heard the thunder of many paws behind her, and she knew she would need to stop the chase altogether. It was around this time that the cats caught sight of her and let out a ferocious roar. But as they did, Frost Cricket's nostrils caught the scent of honeysuckle. She doubled her pace, blood pumping through her body. Following the scent, she veered off the path and into the trees. The cats followed without hesitation. They were so focused on catching their prey that they failed to notice the scent of a blooming honeysuckle patch until Frost Cricket ran right through it. As any gardener or medicine seller will tell you, honeysuckle is very attractive to cats of all types. The patch was large enough that all of the cats instantly became docile and playful. Man-eating pumas and slinking forest cats alike ended their chase to frolic and gorge themselves on the plants. They ate so much that they all got stomach aches and vomited. To this day, cats love honeysuckle, but will get sick if they eat it. But Frost Cricket was not safe yet. The Queen of Cats was not swayed by mere flowers. Her paws struck the earth in almost the same rhythm as Frost Cricket's boots, and the two of them knew they would run forever if nothing else stopped them. Between the trees, Frost Cricket spied an enormous pond, its surface covered with lily pads. She ran toward it as the Queen grew ever closer, her claws slicing grooves into the earth. She could smell Frost Cricket's sweat and fear, and she knew she was close to claiming her prize. Without hesitation, Frost Cricket leapt out over the water. Tender step! She yelled in the sorcerer's tongue. An effortless grace overtook her, and she skipped daintily atop the lily pads, crossing the pond with ease. Wherever her feet landed, a water lily blossomed. To this day, The water lily is a necessary ingredient in potions and spells of fleet-footedness. The Queen of Cats, in her frenzy and hunger, forgot all about the water 
and fell into the pond with an enormous splash. She thrashed and yowled as her beautiful black fur was soaked to the skin. And by the time she dragged herself from the water, humiliated, Frost Cricket was long gone. It was then that the Queen of Cats swore revenge on Frost Cricket for tarnishing her once perfect hunting record. Frost Cricket had earned herself a deadly enemy that day, which made her sad, for she quite liked the Queen of Cats. The two of them would not face each other again for many, many years. But that is a different story altogether, and we'll have to wait for another day. The Fox Cat was voiced by Wes Walcott. To hear more from him, check out his Twitter, at Wes Walcott. The Lion was voiced by Jesse Boros. Hear more from him by following him on Twitter at Jesse the Red and at DMs of Vancouver, or check out his podcast, DMs of Vancouver, on iTunes, Google Play, or the podcast app of your choice. The Queen of Cats was played by Roz Young. The Queen's Prey was played by Matt Baker. Together, they are Squirrels of Doom. Find their cocktail series, Drinking with Geeks, on YouTube. Frost Cricket was played by Cassie Price. Our cover art was drawn by Matthew K. Hoddy. To see more from him, check out patreon.com slash Tales of Frost Cricket is written, narrated, and produced by Joseph Stillwell. To see more of Joe's work, follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Animistic Engine. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Joe is always happy to collaborate with other creators on new ideas and formats for Tales of Frost Cricket. If you're interested, email animisticengine at gmail.com. You can support the show financially by giving Joe a tip via Ko-Fi. Think of it as buying him a drink in exchange for telling this tale. Visit ko-fi.com slash animisticengine and donate. Hey there, lovely listeners. I'm Talia Murdoch, and I'm here to tell you about my show, Everything Economics. Every week, I talk about the world around you, specific social and economic issues, and dive into how fantasy realms would work in real life. That's Everything Economics on the Cave Goblin Network. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.